We are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh. But most times we take a week off and then go deep. I'm your host, David Cameo, and I'm joined by Cosmom09, Rachel Burt, and Sharon DK Blazy Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> Whose camera just went out. Oh, no. (laughs) All right. So uh, the first thing I wanted to say off the top was it's been a good little break. And I'll tell you why. On my first watch, on my second watch, my reaction video, there's so many shocking things that you 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 don't pay attention to the little things. And so in having a week to distance myself and know what's coming and generally the big hitting points of of this episode... I got to pay attention to some little things that I didn't notice on first watch or second watch or third watch because they're just so shocking. I'm kind of the opposite of you. The first time I watch it, I'm not really, I'm just enjoying it. I have to have this week to be able to watch it and and be analytical. Rachel and I rewatched it last night and I got more out of that rewatch after like a week. Oh, okay. I did the first three times I watched it in a row. Yeah, so then you exactly like me right now. I, I, I was just so shocked by the first few watches that i was just like i i can't break this down it's not it's not really it's but i mean i'm kind of i'm like that with every episode really okay it's not really the shock factor although it was pretty shocking (laughs) it's it's more just the way my my brain works that way i give me a few days and then let me talk watch it again and talk about it Mm -hmm. let's mean normally but like even even with all that I just couldn't bring myself to sit down and, and review it. And if I did, I, I didn't want to. I'm just put it that way. I didn't want to initially. I just needed some distance. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same way. The first time I watch an episode, I just take it in and, and enjoy it. I don't really, I'm not trying to pick anything apart. I just sort of let it wash over me. And then, and then the next few times I watch it is when I try to pay attention to more other things and, you know, watch the background instead of what's happening in front of my face and that kind of stuff. But I mean, I, 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 if you're saying like, you know, it was so shocking that I wasn't able to concentrate on other areas, I don't think I really get like that. I'll just watch it again. If I think I missed something, I'll just watch it again and again. <laughs> I think we all do the same thing. We all watch to enjoy. But even in my watching for enjoyment, the problem that I had with this episode was there was there's so many shocking moments that I couldn't even pay attention to anything else. Like there were some things where like they were saying things like, I can't hear what they're saying. I can't hear what she's saying. The, she just chopped her arm off. I, I what? <laughs> now, now ooze is coming out of her stump. <laughs> what? Like, I, like, you're just, I'm bombarded by all this shit. And you're yeah. like, I'm like, I can't. It's so shocking that it's just like you hear the blood pumping in your ears. You're like, what is happening? Why is so many things happening? This episode. There's no time to process what you're watching before something else hits you in the face. That's that's exactly that's all the only thing I'm talking about. Like analytical brain sometimes creeps up on me, sure, yeah. but like but like even like enjoying the watches <laughs> is like what? I can't Will stop talking. I, I can't hear you right now. I can't hear you right now. Your stupid letter, I don't care. <laughs> Just, you went away. Good good story. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But now I could now I finally listened to it. Now I actually heard him. So that that's my deal. Even like after watching this episode finally to get notes. There are so many things that we have to kind of backtrack on because this at this ser- this part this season 
does start off sort of in Medias Rest. We go all the way to the point where Will is yeeted off the roof, and then we backtrack, and then we come forward. Like just like the the John and the John Senior and and June Dory episode is kind of like okay, we went back sort of, and then we went just to go forward again. We did a little of that with Dwight and Sherry a little bit. We did a little bit of that with uh, Morgan, that Morgan and Grace episode a little bit. It seems like we have to kind of backtrack with Arno and locking things down and to hearing him every now and again, Strand's Tower, like, okay, let's go to the portrait, just the last episode. It seems like, you know, it takes a while to start and finish a portrait. He's there every day. And then in that time, Arno comes to the tower. So we know that at some point he broke away from the bunker and is seeking out Strand. I noticed that the reason for that may be is because Arno interrupted the communications from the sub. Because Arno, Will finds out from the sub communications from Arno. So at some point, Arno's just like, fuck this Teddy guy. <laughs> I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> at some point that happened. He's like, I'm through wrangling this Alicia chick. I, mean, I have no faith in Teddy. So let's go to Strand's Tower. And then he's like, oh, you're going to reject me, blah. And then the stalkers <laughs> had been happening the whole time. And those were that was him, too. So let, what do you guys, do you guys have to add anything to that? Because it's true that we find out Arno is the reason why walkers are being stripped naked because she, he doesn't, out of some spite, want Alicia to find the senator. It's, and that's something I kind of wanted to drill down on a bit too, on top of Arno being the soccer's leader and stuff like that. So what, let's let's talk about that a little bit. I, okay, so we're, we'll start with like my beef, my big beef, but... <laughs> <laughs> Does it always have to be a beef? <laughs> well, I just don't like what I'm seeing. And I really hope, I hope it's what Sharon D said. But I don't like the idea that walkers remember who they are, like remember things. Like, I don't like that idea. So if oh, they're okay. trying to like... there. Yeah, okay, I don't... Fine. Well, okay. I would think Arno believes this as well. And that would be why he doesn't want Alicia to find the senator. He, I mean, somehow he must know she's trying to find this place or whatever. And she thinks that the senator can lead him lead her there because he's going to remember somehow and just walk there <laughs> i don't know that that's what i yeah i'm like what really really Re really so, <laughs> but i think it sounds like to me that for a little while at least arno was following her we have to kind of again we have to backtrack and figure out the sequence of events that led to them stripping walkers okay, right because we see oh okay you know yeah. what when we meet Will, it, it had been a certain amount of days. I think it was what the 50, 50 51 or something. Yeah, something like that. Days yeah. from the time that he left the bunker. Is mm -hmm. that right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so mm -hmm. right. it took that long for Arno <laughs> to figure out this is stupid. <laughs> I'm going to go now. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. But we, we don't have any idea why why they ended up leaving. I mean, right. They may have left as a big group, right? They may have left as, a, as an entire group. Maybe mm -hmm. they got overrun. Maybe because uh, Alicia, apparently the, the tunnels collapsed. Maybe walkers got in that way or something. Maybe they got overrun and that's why everybody. We don't really know why Arno decided to leave the bunker. Yeah, I think. Well, I think Alicia made that s not clear, but I'm getting like drips and drabs from the, the end of the portrait last episode, which was he was with us, but now it was not. So we have to figure out when that happened. Right. right? At some point. He left Alicia's side. She was, she'd been supporting, he'd been supporting her, you know, by hook and by crook, mm -hmm. even like throwing the other guy into the, which we saw in this episode, we throwing the other guy into the senator's mouth, mouthy mouth. <laughs> so 
at some point he breaks away. And we know more, though, too. We know that some of Alicia's people, the people that were loyal to Alicia, had been killed because of the first episode, because of the lighthouse. He's like, oh, that's that's our people. What happened here? They're all in Teddy's jumpsuits, right? So mm-hmm. this is the thing that, that we noticed, the blue jumpsuits. Interesting. So yeah. there must have been a schism at some point. People that still followed Alicia and people that still followed... Will, again, has is none the wiser. He's trying to pick up the pieces as much as everybody else. Oh, I know these people. They were with Alicia-ish. They're loyal to Alicia. They could have been Arno's people. We don't know. But he left before he could find out. If I had to take a guess, and this is just my guess, I I would think that at some point within that two-month span, let's say, up to two-month span, because we see that him, Will finally sees a stalker stripping people, and he's like, what the fuck is this shit? What is it? And then we find out later it's Arno. So within that two-month period, he's like, hey, kudos to Arno. He's stuck in there for two months in an accelerated apocalypse, right? That's like, you know, most marriages, right? (laughs) (laughs) Survive that long before divorce. Uh, So, you know, in apocalypse terms, right? So, and after that split, he seeks out Strand. So then the conclusion that we have is that Will gets yeeted off a roof and then Arno contacts Strand. So there's like this hang time between. So we kind of know at what point Arno contacts Strand because of all this little little tiny bits of evidence you know, midway into this portrait thing right just after eating will so we're getting a sense of time and, and geography and knowing where everything is and where everybody is so i just i like that but like going back to so does that jive with everybody so far <laughs> because i mean it doesn't ultimately matter because do we also think that arno is dead no i don't think arno is oh, dead mm-hmm. interesting so you, you don't think that strand eliminated the rest of them they came in they blew up whoever was there with the um nuclear stuffed walkers but there's no saying that arno was there in particular he could have split already yeah just mm. left his lackeys out there to get blown up okay oh and yeah there was something that either i mentioned in the reaction video was or maybe even the last episode that he's too pretty to die <laughs> yeah you did say that <laughs> something like that we also gotta yeah. we gotta find out for sure why arno didn't want alicia to find the senator he probably believes that the walkers remember shit too which is the whole reason Alicia's following the senators because she thinks he's going to lead her to Padre, whatever that is. Or, 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 well, maybe it's that he was through with her trying to kind of like what um, Strand is doing. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Senator Walker out so that Alicia doesn't have a choice but to follow Teddy, let's say. You mm-hmm. know, So maybe that's why he's doing that instead. Not, not to find Padre or to isolate the, the but to like basically make the, the walker blend into the other walkers so that she'll never find Padre. But still using walkers as weapons. Or something could have happened between them that, well, I mean, she already came in and was like, we're not going to do things this way. We're going to no more returning to the earth. So maybe they split on an ideological path. And, you know, he's like, hey, if you're going to ruin what we had here, I'm going to ruin what you're after. He's, yeah. It's kind of spite. It's That's spite. exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And, and so we have to backtrack a little bit more because in the uh, Breathe With Me episode, the Sarah episode with Josiah, well, they're distributing these naked walkers quadrant by quadrant, equidistantly or whatever it is. So 
wow, she there. he's really going all out to make sure she never has the ability to seek out Padre. And furthermore, mm-hmm. putting all these naked obstacle walkers everywhere so that they pose a hazard to her. Maybe it's not even really that he wants to stop her from finding Padre. He's just being spiteful because of whatever happened between them and the bunker. Could have nothing to do with Padre. or He just knows that's something she wants, so he's just going to spite her in any way he can. That's a lot of work and to go else, through. What else does he have to do? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, this is just funny to think about. And again, it's important to mention that like, we talk about survival on these shows a lot, like on these episodes a lot. And then when it comes to things like this, like, okay, making time to be spiteful, that seems like ambitious. That seems like I'm extra. Like, it's not just important to survive. It's important to spite. (laughs) I mean, thrive, right? (laughs) So a guy's got to have something to do, right? I don't know. It's good to draw these things out because that's kind of important. that sound like? Strand. Strand. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, even I'd mentioned that too. Like, whoa. Well, art, yoga, wh- golf. Yeah. What, what is that? It, it's, it's survival is important, right? No, no, guys, we have to enjoy ourselves while we're doing it, right? So yeah. Arno's enjoying himself. He's got to, got to get a hobby. <laughs> yeah. But even still, like, it, it still feels okay. It's kind of like the way you guys felt initially at the beginning of The Walking Dead World Beyond, when it's like, what is the CRM's reasoning behind doing all the things that they do? What is it? Oh, we still want to know what it is. Um, why they did all this genociding and still feels like we don't know the answer to that. And and so th- it, it's this is similar. This Arno thing is so similar. It's, you yeah. still don't 100% know why he does what he does. The stripping of the dead, putting them in different quadrants. He's there's still some, a little bit missing in this in this ingredient. I mean, to the point where like in the, I, I'm going to call it the Dark Horses episode. Um, <laughs> at the end of the episode, Dwight and Sherry and Mickey meet up with, is it Alicia? Who is the person that they spoke to at the end? Right? Uh, is yeah. it Alicia and her people? Or was it with all of them still in one together? And Will hadn't been yeeted off a roof yet. Oh, I see what you're saying. See, that's another thing, right? Because I wasn't 100% certain when that split occurred, right? Right. So, oh, and so, and right. So what does that mean? That also means that it's possible that the Dark Horses episode, which occurred after Breathe With Me, occurred before that episode chronologically, if Arno is still together, right? This is getting a little bit fuzzy. This is why I bring it up all the way back to the beginning when I said this is shocking because and and I can't my brain can't hold on to certain thoughts and you know <laughs> there's so much going on here because we've seen too much. And you get to this episode and shocking things happen and then you have to start to piece all these weird things together to get some sort of continuity because it's not linear. It may not be linear. Okay, but we know that Dwight and Sherry came to Victor after John, uh, June and Senior were there because he mm. says June and Dory are here. Mm-hmm. And that was 79 days after. So that is well after when Will was there. Mm-hmm. Good point. Thank that you. Is, that is, that is okay. mm-hmm. So we know that the split must have happened. Ugh. Well, I think it. So I try- think they, I think, I, I want to say they were already split because the reason Alicia is looking for Sherry and Dwight is so that they could find the senator. So I'm, I would assume that Arno had already split off from them by that episode. Right, right. In time. Mm, okay. Yeah, I can accept that. Yeah. And so the, so the guy they meet up at the end is just some rando that's under Alicia, essentially. Yeah. In the same-ish uniform as Alicia. But yeah. <laughs> it's Alicia with a voice modulator. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> essentially. 
It, it's like the Michonne episode. Uh, it's the silhouette of Michonne. It's not really the actor. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we didn't know if we can get Alicia Denham Carey for the episode. So <laughs> fake Alicia Denham Carey. That sounds exactly like her. Okay. I, I think yes. this is probably about as good as we're going to be able to get in terms of timeline, what's been happening, how it happened. We don't know why still. We don't know the motivations, but I think it's important that we at least brought it up. My number one beef was Alicia insisting that Will kill her if she gets a fever. Okay, I mean, I get I get it. You don't want to turn and, and hurt people, but just a fever? You just cut your arm off. Man, that fever could come from anything. Right. Like, wait <laughs> until you turn and then, you know, hey, if I die, kill me. Don't let me turn. But <laughs> if I die, kill me again. Kill me. And, like, the whole basis of why they split up is based on this one insanely irrational demand. Kill me if I get a fever. What? No. That bugged me a lot. I I completely agree. Now, I mean, maybe Alicia is is at a place where she's just done and and she doesn't want to fight anymore. I don't see that from her, but whatever. That's one thing. But I don't even like that. No, you don't need to die just because you get a fever. If you die, then someone can, you know, stab you in the head so that you don't turn. You don't have to be killed before you actually die because you might pull through. And look, you did. So I, I kind of think I kind of agree with you guys. There's there's a couple of things that kind of echo that kind of rattle around in my skull when I think of why Alicia makes this sort of promise or why she makes Will keep adhere to this promise. One is people who insist on DNRs, you know, the do not resuscitate. So even if I can be resuscitated, do not resuscitate. Even me. Okay. And I think maybe we're all in the same camp in this. I don't understand that personally. I don't understand why anybody would not want to be resuscitated if they don't have the ability to breathe. But there comes a certain point where like, oh, and this is just me speaking now. At this point now, it's just me. There's a certain point where I have to be like, okay, I can't claim to understand it. I'm vehemently against it. But if that's you, all right, okay, that's you. That's what you want to do. Now, everybody has their own reasonings for doing that or for, for having a DNR. I don't claim to fully understand them. but And so I, that's the way I'm kind of regarding Alicia in this instance. It's like, if I even have a whiff of this zombie virus, I'm not... So this is us trying to understand her motivations. I don't even want a chance getting anybody hurt. She's at this point where like, I, I wasn't able to save my friends from this nuclear attack. I wasn't able to save anybody. I don't even think I could save anybody here. And so at least I'm not going to bite people and kill them and make them die. I think there's a you know? big difference between letting someone die and killing them. Like a DNR, you're letting them die. You're not killing yeah. them. You're not actively stabbing them in the brain. She's asking him to stab her in the brain before she's dead. That's yeah, that's, what, that's an aggressive DNR. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. like a preemptive DNR. That's like a do it before our <laughs> I don't know what those letters are. <laughs> My, minority report DNR. Yeah. So yeah. I, and that's and that's the thing that really but that I want to hone in on is that instead of saying that's bullshit because it's easy. Even I'm saying resuscitate, please resuscitate like before you think I'm even stopping breathing. Can you resuscitate me <laughs> just in case resuscitate me? <laughs> but her saying this is a message. It's a message to us about where she's at yeah. up here. That's that's how I that's, took it. That's the takeaway. That was the only way I could take it. Yeah. And and that's important because 
at the at, from the first episode, I said to you guys, look at this guy. Look at Gus Halpert. I, I memorized this guy's actor's name because he's so good. <laughs> like get, seeing him again and 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 emote in this episode, like and finally I get to pay attention to it. I'm like, this is he is so good at, at exhibiting this tangible desperation. And in this episode again, and I will get back to it, he does it again. And it's so important. What what it, what would it be like for the average person like you and me to come to Strand's Tower and see, oh God, there's spaghetti and meatballs in front of me. I'm going to scarf this down without any shame. And then, you know, it makes you think of our other characters. Where are they at mentally? And now you see it with Alicia. That's where she's at mentally. She was stuffed against her will into a bunker. She can't do anything. She can't save her friends in spite of everything she's trying to do. So this is where she's at mentally. She's like, I'm done. I Like you said, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I, and tired. as long as I'm done, I don't want to hurt anybody else. I'm, I can't. I can't anymore. I can't lead these people. They expect me to lead. I couldn't save my own friends. But I think there's more to it, though, too. When they're down there in the tunnel and she's, she's just gotten bit and she's realizing it's over, everything's over, she's, she's speaking like, I see her get bit and I know that she survives later. I see her with Morgan later she, with the bony arm and everything. But in that moment, I'm still like, she's so convincing to me that like, I feel like I get where she is at. If I was bit, I'd feel this way too. It's over. What was the whole point? Like I, I tried so hard to keep everybody together and to, to bring people into the, this new place. And Oh, and I get it I'm when done. she first gets bit and all that. I understand because you're freaking out. Oh, my God. And then she wakes up and the first thing she does is get mad because he didn't kill her. You know, hey, look around, Alicia. Hey, it, it, things worked out. I'm not dead. I didn't die. It's okay. I don't have to lose my shit on him. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is where I'm going to take it next. <laughs> there, There is a more important point. Why are they even down there to begin with? Well, following a walker to begin with. Trying to escape. The rats out of the tunnels? Yeah. Yeah. So they're taking, but they're taking the senator. Well, they could just follow the rats, right? Couldn't they? Yeah. Without the senator? Well, yeah. I also said to Rachel when, um, when the senators come after the, 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 tunnel falls in and alicia's sitting there she's like oh he's coming back he's coming back girl grab your weapon she did she was trying to she couldn't find it but um, even she sat there and she built a wall for a few seconds (laughs) yeah she was building the wall grab your weapon first and have it handy she was obviously not a democrat It's an inside joke there. <laughs> anyway, I mean, really, you're you're gonna you you'd rather get bitten than kill this this walker because you think it might do. What are you doing now? Of course, I will also say this, and this is something else I mentioned the other night to Rachel, but she has not slept since like the holding. Mm-hmm. Like she has been, and even then, it wasn't awake. that great. If you she remember, has been awake for a season. Right, she's tired. <laughs> Let this poor girl sleep. So I can see yeah, she is not she has not thinking straight. But did know? she even sleep in the holding? Because if you remember, he was like, no, that's what like, I said. She over in a loop since the holding. Since he, like it, before that, it's crazy. So okay, so we've got that fine. But then you've got tons of rubble collapsing on her head. We are able to see everything, but she's got rocks and shit on her and she's at the, at the very least she's trying to get a wall up in front of her to protect herself from the center because you realize she has to raise her voice to, to raise will and she's like well do i raise my voice to raise yes, will then kill the senator so you do not get bitten mm-hmm. I mean, she can't find her weapon i don't know there's like a i know no, i know no, I, no she I get it. 
She built a she damn wall. She found it fast enough when she was trying to grab it. Yeah. Why didn't she grab it and have it in front of her before that? She knew where it was. She, was, she didn't want to kill him. She was there. She didn't want to kill him. She just wanted to separate herself from the senator. She wasn't. Oh, wait. She yeah, wasn't that's right. She doesn't him. want to have to kill the senator. Right. But this, this goes to my point. This, this, but this she should have. Ultimately, the point is she should have. <laughs> right. But why didn't she? Because she's delirious initially. and thinks he remembers because something. Will was all yes. sad about it. But but then we we have to keep asking why why right? Cause she because knew she knew him. Felt bad. Or he she knew felt him. bad. She felt bad that she didn't remember what it was like to know that those people used to be living people. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, that. But also, like, what she used to be too a human being in this world, like <laughs> like someone who existed in the world before. She wanted to know what that felt like again. Seeing Will reminded her of that person that she was, the artist. I think it was that she was she was an artist, right? Mm -hmm. So she was a high school student, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, right. So, and that's kind of like the point. She indulged that part, and I think that's why. That's why when it comes down to the fever, she's like, I, I got bit because of this. I'm not letting. I'm not taking any chances at this point. I'm, I'm snapping back. And like you, you're talking about. Morgan refusing to be the person he used to be. Victor embracing hardcore the person he used to be. And Alicia snapping back as well, being this, oh, no, I'm the survivor again. I'm the badass Alicia that everybody expects me to be on the show. Uh, and so that's what I'm going to be. She snaps back to that. You, get, you see this Alicia that goes rubber bandy back and forth, and now she's being that person, rejecting the notion of her indulging this, like, this is, oh, the walkers used to be something, so obviously they're, let's follow them to this promised land, yay. It's like, it's like a micro version of Morgan's journey, honestly. Like, Morgan keeps trying to do things, building something that that's not possible, yeah, essentially. So I forget the exact something words. Something along those lines, yeah. And so we see that in Alicia in a microcosm, like in a little, just in like a two-act play. It's, it's in, in this tunnel. And yet, when she emerges, she wants her being bit or dying to mean something. And Morgan finally sees that as well. You know, like by the end of the episode, because Morgan's just like, you, I, you better have a reason or I'm, I'm cutting this damn thing's head off. Right. But then when he sees that she's been bit and she, her arm was amputated and she's, she leaves this reminder of her bones of her former arm there. He's like, shit, something happened here. I feel bad that I wasn't there to, I saw that in his face. I saw, I feel bad that I wasn't there to stop this. Yeah, I, I wished I could have been there. There's a little disappointment there. Because everybody well, needs, you don't think so? Because everybody needs Morgan to save them, right? <laughs> no, no. You know that's the silly thing is that I think you would that's be the how, same thing. Same, that's how same way. he feels though. Like this is my fault because I wasn't there. Like somehow he'll blame himself that Alicia lost her arm. That's Morgan style. So, so hold on, hold on a second. So you wouldn't feel the same way as Morgan. That it was that it was my fault? No, no, not that it wasn't your that your <sighs> fault, but like that you'd feel responsible, like like oh, I wish that I was there. I feel bad that I wasn't there. I mean, the, there's a I I don't think feeling responsible and wishing I was there are exclusive. Sure, I can be like, oh man, I wish oh, I not. I wish I could have been there, you know. But I no, actually, I wouldn't have wanted to be there. No, because I what if we both would have died? <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, come on. It could have been worse. I, logically, I know where you're standing here. But you as a person, you as Rachel, if you saw that somebody had gotten hurt, even if there's no logical way that you could have been there, you would want to be there to stop that from happening. I mean... I wish I could have been there. We say this to people all the time. I wish I could have been there to stop this. Or I wish I... Or, we, or at least we have these feelings of like, I wish I could have been there so that didn't happen. 
Is this well, making, this is making me a terrible you, you, person that I don't like. I, like I, I do feel bad. Like I'm like, oh man, that really sucks. I'm so sorry that you have to go through that. But never once was I like, I should have been there to stop it. Like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> well, maybe it's okay. So let's let's take it closer to home. Okay, let's say your kid gets bullied in school. Okay, now you're talking that, about my it, kid, though. Yes, not no, but that's what I'm talking about. This is this is Morgan and, Le- and Alicia's evolution, though. Morgan, after watching Nick die, and also stopping Alicia from killing not Naomi at the time, Naomi and Laura June, uh, <laughs> feels responsible over Alicia. I-, I saw that in an instance. I'm like, oh, that's what's happening here. That's what's happening here. She he feels responsible for her, and she's still like, oh, kind of yeah. like not a kid. Oh, but I like, agree. I completely agree. You know? Morgan feels responsible for everyone. Yes. Well, no, but but in particular, Alicia, and, as a kid. I mean, I I think he feels equally responsible for everybody he's ever come across. Well, I mean, he did like spend more time on Alicia in season five, five, trying yeah. to make her zen and all. But yeah, you know, having these quips back and forth and hard conversations. Yeah. So and throughout the season too. Even up to the point where they find the tree or they, she paints that tree that says you're still here or um, uh, no one's gone till they're gone, etc. So there is a canon explanation. For, and then obviously going back to Nick and his demise and then being there for her when he needed her to stop going after June from killing her. So there's, there is a, an evolved close relationship that has emerged as a result of their interaction. So that's why I kind of brought up, okay, it... it it's the equivalent of like seeing, knowing that there's no way you could have st- reasonably stopped a bully from bullying your kid. There's still a part of it that's like, oh, wow, I'm a, watch me. I'm not going to do it, but I would <laughs> want to fuck that kid up. That's that's all. That's the equivalent, you know, in my mind when I saw that. Like, oh, I'm gonna fuck this kid up, but I'm really not because that would be illegal. But but <laughs> in know? this but in this particular case, the bully that fucked up his kid is right there, <laughs> so he could take this walker out because that is the fucker that bit Alicia. And that's the struggle. And that's that's kind of what I'm getting to, right? That's that's the struggle, right? And even more so because he's had that struggle previously. He understands. He's like, I let this happen. This is this is Alicia's J- uh, Jenny Jones moment. I let this happen to me. I saw it. I he She says it to Will just early. He's like, if you don't remember that these guys are just walking corpses, that's when things get dangerous is what she says. Mm-hmm. And so she's eating her words. She's, you know, she's, it's her Jenny Jones moment. I let this. And yet she still needs it to mean something. Who does that remind you of? Morgan. <laughs> she still needs it to mean something. And yet Morgan is not that way anymore or it seems clear after several episodes a season and a half that morgan is not this way anymore he's refusing to allow himself to be this it's my way or the highway anymore so it's interesting to see these other people switch side these people switch sides now we want to talk about morgan taking responsibility for things (laughs) let's use better words here because i don't think morgan this is what I mean. I'm no, no, I'm saying me. I'm saying, it. let me use better okay. words here because let's bring up the bully situation, right? In an ideal world, Morgan would have wanted to be there to stop that from happening because he is a dad. He is a dad figure. He he was the father of a child and this is who he will always be. And so when he sees somebody that he feels maybe is in his charge, it's not that he feels responsible for what happens, just like Madison at some point, right? Because she's coming back and we're not talking about it this episode. We're not giving that oxygen. But just like Madison eventually had to figure out that she had to let her girl be a woman and make her own decisions, you know, go out and come back. And yes, you could question that decision, right? 
But at some point, you have to let people go to to be who they're meant to be, right? You can't, you can't. It's it's like the catcher and the rye. You can't micromanage every little movement that they have. You know, they have to be their own autonomous person. And just like things are accelerating the apocalypse, people grow up really fast, Carl. It, so Morgan is kind of learning that. I mean, you don't see him going, "Ah, I wish I could have been there." Starts tearing his clothes off and shit. No, he doesn't. Do, he's like, he's sad. He's. He has the appropriate response, a measured, appropriate response. He's like, damn it, you know? And but and then to the point where he indulges her. He says, okay, let's, if that's the way this is going to be, I guess uh, I'll follow this through, but I don't like it, but I'm going to do it. Okay, so every everybody's blaming Strand for everything. You know, Strand got in the way on the submarine. Strand is the one who did this. Strand is the one who did that. Even even when the guys that are shooting at them are like, he tried to kill Strand in his own house. And Lucia's <laughs> like, what? And then they never address it again. Like, it never fucking comes up again. Oh, okay, fine. It sort of does, but yeah. Strand, okay. must, have, Strand must have deserved it or whatever. And... Alicia doesn't know about the key, right? She was gone. She was in the holding. When the key to the sub? Mm-hmm. The key to the sub. Because mm-hmm. she was gone. She was in the holding. She yeah, yeah. does not Sorry. know that Morgan, <laughs> not is in my head. Gave, Morgan is the one who gave the key up. To Riley. In dreams. Oh, yeah, Morgan is. Yeah. yeah. I thought you said yeah. Victor for some reason. No, I know. Morgan. Yeah, go ahead. So yeah. why, is this, why is this never coming up ever? That, that more, I mean, ultimately, you want to talk about Morgan being responsible? Ultimately, Morgan is responsible because he gave the key up for Grace. So they keep laying everything on Strand. And my God, they are making me fucking defend Strand on this show. <laughs> so, But why do they keep laying everything on Strand? And Morgan, you know, Morgan's like, oh, yeah, Strand tried to kill me. And, but he never tells her, oh, I'm the reason the sub got, I'm the reason the nuclear bomb went off. And, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm not even saying this, that you notice I'm not bringing June into this whatsoever. This has nothing to do with June. <laughs> no, no. But here's the, the, there's a clear difference between Morgan and, and Strand when it comes to choices. Like, first of all, we all agree, well, mostly, that why would you want to go against a crazy, just lost her child, or I don't know, not having just had her child yet, sorry, pregnant Grace going, give her the key, goddammit. He's like, okay, you can have the key here. Take the Maybe key. Maybe so that you don't blow up the world? Wait, so let us let's let me move past that because that was the funny thing that we discussed at the time. <laughs> it was like, okay. But at the same time, would Riley have stopped? If you want to go back that far, then why didn't Morgan just kill Riley in the first place when he killed all the other guys? Good point. No, that's a good point. And he tried to. He was pretty fairly injured. Uh, he, no, the, he could have he killed Riley easily. He let him go. He killed all the other guys and he let Riley go. He tells him to go, yeah. doesn't he? So my point is, my point yeah. is, he's, yeah, he, not, yeah. he's not taking any of the responsibility for what's happened. That everybody's blaming Strand for everything. Well, I would say this, though, because what Strand's actions contain that Morgan's does not is malice against his supposed friends. That is an injury. That's an insult. Like, so yeah, it is. Like, if you really have to compare, Strand's actions are malicious. Well, just to Morgan, say what you though, want right? about Morgan's like. Say what you want about Morgan's stupidity. You know, there's ignorance and then there's malice. But I mean, but what I'm saying is, malice. Morgan is not volunteering this. He's like, oh, Alicia, it's my fault. You know, you can you can be mad at Strand. That's fine, but you should also be mad at me because I fucked up too. But he doesn't say that shit. Yeah, but he's not. Why would you willingly offer that shit? But I will say this much. To be honest, honesty. Yeah, you want to be honest. The problem is guy. the problem is it's not even necessary because at, we find out later on. Alicia knows in the past that that what, what Victor's done already, so she has no reason to question Morgan. Even though it is kind of surprising that Morgan does attempt to kill Strand, she gets it though. Oh, he tried to kill you. Makes sense. Still shocking. Makes sense. <laughs> but maybe that's, that's how she, she put it. 
she doesn't know the history of what all happened, though. It's easier for her to believe that Strand is the bad guy because she doesn't have all the information about what happened, what went down. Oh, Strand is the bad guy. Are we are we going to split hairs here? I mean, on this like one? I said, like I said, they're making me defend Strand. This is terrible. I know, I'm not I'm not questioning what Strand is trying to do necessarily, but it's how he's doing it, right? Strand the, is do the ends. Strand do is, the means justify the ends. Strand is the bad guy, but but Alicia thinks he's the bad guy Can't for believe, the wrong reasons. By the way, did you notice that we're flipping yeah. right now? Isn't that weird? Yeah. I was like so pro Strand <laughs> by the beginning of the season, even when Will got yeeted. <laughs> like you felt bad for Strand. I still feel I still feel bad for Strand. Yeah. I still I do. Yeah, I still do. Okay. But I'm recognizing I'm, yeah. I'm recognizing that he's got yeah, he's the, the looking glass here. He he is he is the bad guy, but at least at least give Alicia all the information so that she can make the right call for herself and this is also this is a question that that i had last night what exactly did strand do to make alicia so mad at him what horrible terrible thing did he do to make her just not even want to see his face so there's a couple there's a couple of things that we can draw from that are clear though one is what she what strand felt he had to do by assigning Alicia to a faraway post so that they couldn't be near each other. Where at the beginning of that episode, which was uh, 6.02, it was Welcome Welcome to to the the Club. club. Mm -hmm. They start off together, just doing things together, being happy in each other's presence, shoveling shit. And then by the end of it, Strand forces themselves to separate. Now, Alicia and Strand were supposed to be ride or die, especially by the end of season four, bonding over Madison's departure you know over beer like we remember these scenes you know that they're trying to be thick as thieves in 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 their in her mother's name so we get to the end of the episode and it's like okay what then they have that face off and uh, damage from the inside damage from the inside in in 607 and that was interesting too is strand gonna shoot them is morgan gonna stick his stick in victor's neck it's really interesting now because you go back and you're like oh my god give her to strand (laughs) give her to strand what are you doing yeah Right, 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 exactly. I mean, I didn't see that as, as but wait, wait, enough There's the, there's Alicia a, to just totally cut him off. Wait, there's like, a, oh my God, I just don't ever want to talk to you again. But there's a third thing, and this is the, this kind of ties us back to why she wants to do the DNR thing. She, she hears from Will just after waking up that Strand was responsible, or this is not me, <laughs> this is, Strand got in the way. That's what he, she heard. Okay. So That's what she heard. This proves my point that Alicia needs all the information. She's still no, but she's still gonna after she doesn't need more information after what I just told you from her perspective. No, those two, those first two things were not reason enough to totally end no, the friendship. But all together. <laughs> but the third one, which is the kicker, is in, yeah, literally incomplete <laughs> information. It's even, incomplete information. But even still, it gets to the point where so much... The, first of all, she knows who she's dealing with. It's not as though they haven't been riding together since the beginning of the apocalypse ending. She knows how shady he can be. And she's seen it for herself. So it's not a strange thing. To, so even with all the information, even if he's trying to... And she, he even says, it's worked. She's like, but I know it works, but I know what you had to do. And this comes up. I know what you had to do in order to 
obtain this tower. You had to screw over our friends, which I was, whom I was trying to get back to. So you see the dichotomy of these two characters thinking that they, they have it, they know exactly what they need to do to save people. Alicia not knowing exactly what to do, but she's trying to get back to them. And then Strand wilf, willfully kicking Morgan to just to claim some sort of victory. She doesn't, she doesn't know exactly what he did, but she knows that whatever he did, it made it possible so that Teddy could blow up the nukes from her perspective. You, but that's it makes not the sense whole because, story. I mean, if that's, no, it's, it that's, doesn't, but it that's, doesn't matter that that's, that's not the whole story. It, it though. does, though, because that's the straw that broke the camel's back. That is what pushed her over the edge because she was fine with his snaky ways before then. She like you just said, she knows Strand. She knows how he is. She knows his personality. So why now? Why? Why would this be the thing that that? draws the line and she's like nope I know you're I know you're a snake but this is the one thing that I can't back you on because she doesn't know the whole story it's it's still not I I'm I'm seeing what you're seeing but I'm saying it's still not enough she knows who she's dealing with and, and exactly if he's supposed to be her friend they're supposed to be friends then she should know that there should be something else to that story okay here's the linchpin okay I get it now okay I, I here's the here's gonna be the linchpin you know you know canon that that's not true because who does Alicia decide to trust over Victor when it comes to saving her friends? She says, tell Morgan. She, t she says to Victor, tell Morgan about the nuke plan. She says, she doesn't say, uh, hey, Victor, tell our friends to save everybody in the sub. She says, no, tell Morgan to gather our friends. It doesn't matter what we think the whole story is. It doesn't matter what she feels like she thinks. She didn't trust Victor from a long time, from Welcome to the Club, it seems like, mm -hmm. because of what happens in that instance. And it's the very, obviously, it's the very thing that makes Victor break from, it's, that's actually the thing that makes him do what he does to Morgan, is Alicia deciding to trust Morgan over Victor. So in the end of the day, if she may have even gotten the full story, she might blame herself even more. Because of her actions as a result of what happened during season six, she may have caused the Victor that emerged today. Now, Victor doesn't know the cost, but she, she finds out later on what the cost was, and that's yeeting Will off the roof, whom she sees on the ground. And we're going to war! <laughs> so so we, we have everything we need to piece together things. Now, I see what you guys are saying. I really do see what you guys are saying. I just don't, I don't happen to agree. I see what they're trying to paint, and maybe they didn't paint it well enough to show that there could have been a different way of looking at things. But I feel like she, Alicia herself, even if it doesn't make sense, she feels like as though she has enough information to judge Victor accordingly. Whether that's right or wrong, maybe we'll see. Well, she always hey, maybe... did. She, she always did. She's always known who he was. I'm just, this. there was a breaking point. The nukes were the breaking point. Set I would even say, yeah, the breaking point for her was finding out maybe the nukes. Yeah, but I think the breaking point for Victor was... But that was, was when she decided to trust Morgan. I feel like that was the him. one thing that wasn't Strand's fault, though. <laughs> That's like the one thing that he didn't do. He had nothing to do with setting off the nukes. I mean, one can argue, even though you're right when you say him kicking Morgan into the walkers was the way they got the key to get into the place. But if anything, it still doesn't change. If anything, he helped. He helped. Right. right. <laughs> but here's the thing. That's completely incidental of Victor's actions. Of course. Like, of course. It, right. So that's yeah. the point. So Alicia would still see this narrow because she's Alicia. We can't not forget that she is Alicia and she has a point of view. That she would see this and be like, you're fucking, what happened to you? Right? You're my friend. I remember saying the same words when it came to the end of Welcome to the Club. You're my friend and you're sending me away? Right? I thought we were, that we needed each other to keep each other on our toes, to survive this apocalypse together. I don't recognize the person 
that I've been hanging out with this whole time. That's, that's why I feel the way I do. I'm taking the whole thing into account. I'm not just taking the positive results of Strand's Tower or like <laughs> what she felt like she had to do or what he felt like he had to do. We understand Strand, but Leisha's like, I've had enough. I don't trust you, Victor, she says in this episode as well, as far as I can throw you or as far as I can eat you. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it was really cool to see Will's broken spine. These are the things that I, I missed on like first few watches. Like, oh, yeah, that's why he's crawling on the floor. He can only operate his shoulder up because his spine is like, what is it called it, when it's compacted? What is it called? Compacted. Compounded. Compounded. Yeah, his spine was <laughs> compound fractured. <laughs> It was like it was like an accordion. It was like burp, 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 burp. It was gross. And, and like you saw me roll my eyes in the reaction video. I'm like, out of all the walkers in all this world, she had to he had to walk crawl into mine. <laughs> okay. You knew that was going why. to happen, right? Let me tell you why. Oh, yes, please. Because he remembers. Alicia's right. God damn it. He can remember stuff. <laughs> Some, somehow I knew we were gonna do this too. Like, but that's where the show wants you to be. The show wants you to Spooky beta shit. The show wants it to be that's like, why, but can that's they? That's why Will didn't bite her. That's why Will didn't bite her. He kept crawling toward her and he just stopped. He's like, ah, and she's just standing there looking at him. And it's like, ah, he's like, I remember you. Ah. Yeah, long enough to reach out and grab the medallion. And he's just like, oh, there's a hand right there, yeah. but I'm going to ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> no, there isn't a hand there. That's why. <laughs> no, she grabbed remember? it with her with her actual hand. Oh, with her good hand? Okay. <laughs> with her good hand. Her actual hand. Alicia with the good hand. With the good hand, yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, another reason um, Alicia might be so gung-ho about following, about them being able to remember things is because she's afraid she's going to die and she wants to be able to remember things. That's fair. I mean, maybe now, but before she's like, DNR my shit. <laughs> <laughs> get rid of me i I, I still hope somebody would but, put her down before she turned yeah yeah well and i think morgan would yeah. too like he was indulging her in as much as maybe maybe a dying woman's wish the walker senator could find padre maybe like i found that kind of sweet though in a, in a way like he puts up a really good argument slash fight slash fuck you alicia <laughs> like this this is not, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this because that's how my son died. Like, I, that, was, that was palpable. But then, but then seeing how things turned out for her in trying to indulge us and saying, like, I know what happened, but this has to mean something. This has to mean something. I'm dying. This has to mean something. Well, maybe that's she sad. that if she dies and she remembers something, that, that means something. Her death means something if she can remember something important she at this point yeah and of course it's hot she hasn't eaten days she's most likely suffering from something so i don't necessarily tr trust what she's thinking right now and neither should anybody and yet we're following her it's uh, you know we're going to war i keep thinking of that like it's just so in the moment that it's just it's just you know, like some things just stick out in your head, like like coral, right? Like that's, you know, or like Rick crying after Lori dies and stuff like that stuff, that stuff that kind of sticks around and echoes in your brain. We're going to war is like in my head now. I can't get it out because <laughs> it's, it's, it's another shocking thing that kind of just like, holy shit, are we doing this? <laughs> what is happening? How do we get here? Yeah, it felt like lines have been being drawn for a while now. But like, it, it feels like gravity. It feels like it's almost natural. Like it's not... Like, if somebody just took two seconds to think things through, <laughs> like, like, do we have to fight? Like, because Alicia, I think... take a nap. Yeah. Take a nap. And <laughs> have, a have a Snickers. Have a Snickers. <laughs> take a nap. Yeah. 
But that's kind of what I mean, though, right? Like, could this be avoidable? Like, she seems yeah. she seems amenable near the end of having her people. I don't know about her, but she says, promise me you'll take care of my people after I'm gone. And she says, you're not going anywhere. You seem to be fine. <laughs> promise me. And another promise to keep, right? She asks Will to make a promise. And now she's asking Victor to keep a promise. And then... The person she originally made a promise to, the person that... And I love how they stitch the sequence of events. She sees Will, and it flashes right back to her. I know how, I know how, to, I know how to find out where Padre is. And she sees the note. And in the note, she said, he goes, I know you need to be this person, because seeing me will remind you of who, what people used to be. I, that's what I represent to you. And you don't need to be that. You need to be more than just a person who's meant to survive. You need to bring, you need to basically be what Teddy wanted you to be, essentially. And then, and then the last, the very last thing he says, maybe someday I will see what that world looks like. And then you see him on the floor. And I see that Alicia's like, well, I know what it costs you, Victor. And well, I'm going to make sure it costs you a lot. Which, what, what does that say, though? Because there is a question that was in the ether of whether Alicia loves Will or loved Will. And I'm curious to know what you guys think of that. Because that may be a low, low-hanging fruit thing. I never got that feeling. Like, she was like, I mean, yeah, not from maybe her. he loved her, you know, but I don't get the feeling that other than friendship, she had any feelings for Will at all. Yeah. And it, I think if he had stuck around, maybe it could have turned into something, but I don't think she, yeah. I mean, it was, I think it was easy for him to fall in love with her after two days because he hadn't, she hadn't seen anybody in like years, you know, besides who he was stuck with and whatever. And, and it's Alicia. She's a badass. I mean, who's would not be attracted to that? <laughs> Which meeting he her the right first, away, yeah. Exactly. I could see how he would, could fall in love with her, but I don't think she was there yet. Yeah. She helped him to not feel afraid or to by chance go outside when he really, really did not want to. And then in the end, at the end of the, not the, uh, of, of that episode, he does exactly what he feels she needs him to do, which is to leave her, you know, that, and I think that says a lot about how he feels about her, but I, th- I also think she sees that and recognizes that. And I think when she sees him on the ground, it's like, like you kind of took what could have possibly been my future in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. This is something we talked about when it came to The Walking Dead World Beyond in Iris, technically. But like, you took my past, you took my present, and now you took my future. You took what I was working so hard to, Iris at least, took what I was working so hard to be, sacrificing my own art in order to achieve that. But then you took that away too. What the fuck? But then it's one thing if it's a faceless, nameless executioner, but it's a whole other thing when it was supposed to be, when it's somebody that was supposed to be your friend and, you know, who was supposed to be your best friend, gave him the benefit of the doubt over and over again. And then you do this. You hurt me. You think that you were supposed to do this to, to prepare something for me, for us? You were supposed to do this to prepare something for us and our friends or whoever was loyal to you? Who are you fucking kidding me? What is the cost worth if it means you hurt me? Right? Because we, we have this, this question about what, what if she had seen Will in the walker mode? Was his intention to keep her away? We talked about this in the last episode. Was it her, his intention to keep Alicia away or not? And so, like, what, what, what were you thinking, Victor? <laughs> were you not thinking? I don't know. Like, what were you expecting? It did exactly what you he want wanted her away. it to do. do not want her away. <sighs> and again, I'm fully acknowledging that people are irrational. People think irrationally. They think one way, but they really like, like Sharon. Do you acknowledge in the last episode? Like he doesn't trust any newcomers because they don't 
remind him of her, of Alicia, which is irrational because he wants Alicia away. Mm-hmm. For what? <laughs> I tell you what, any they need a good therapist. I mean, if they just had a good therapist in the tower or they could all just sit down and talk it out and they wouldn't have to go to war or they could just sit down and be like, I'm sorry, Alicia, this I felt this way. She'd be like, I felt that way. And they could just smooth it all out. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, if only. Yep. Uh, I don't know how this gets resolved. I mean, we, we think it's going to go one way, but you, that's the way these shows go. They, mm-hmm. they, they work one way. We think it's going to be formula, but it's not. Oh, it's not going to go the way it. we think it is. I love getting surprised. I love it. <sighs> I love it when they don't do what I think. Except for when it's not Padre Island. I was very <laughs> upset about that. <laughs> In the back of my mind, even when you said that, I'm like, first of all, I, my immediate thought was, that's fucking genius, Sharon. <laughs> my second thought was like, it's way too easy. It's way too easy. And then the, yeah, when he said it out loud, I too, was dying you could see me dying i'm like i felt so bad for you sharon because this gus halpert's laughing in your face (laughs) that was personal gus halpert had seen the podcast before this shooting this episode and he said wait till sharon to hears this first they first they killed john then they shot down my theory like they just fucking hate me no but he said it in such a way that he that he was trying to make you feel bad sharon d a little too on the nose oh fuck you that would be too are you stupid alicia sharon d I was on that train, man. I, I just felt terrible yeah, for you. I was I like, was oh so, my God. I was so disappointed. Will attacked Sharon D. Will just, well, he got oh, his in the end, oh, right? Fuck that, that guy. That's why I'm glad Strand yeeted his ass off the tower. Go <laughs> fuck yourself, Will. Sharon D., would you say, that's what you get? No, no wonder I'm Queen Strand. That's what you get. That's what you get. <laughs> Guys, you gotta lay him down quiet. <laughs> oh my God. We gotta be quiet, guys. (laughs) Make too much noise. I'm crying. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. (laughs) I can't breathe. I just make a meme out of it. I just made memes out of it. That's how I help my handle my pain. That's how we deal with our feelings. (laughs) That was the funniest fucking meme. Uh, Padre would be too on the nose. <laughs> and I took that personally. <laughs> and I took that per- <laughs> See what happened was. <laughs> oh, thank you, Michael Jordan. I-, I actually paused when Alicia opens up the Padre book. Do you want to know what's inside? Yeah. It's so cool. It's kind of it's kind of cool. It has nothing. T- it's not helpful in any way to the episode whatsoever at all. <laughs> I'm gonna say that out loud. Son of a bitch. But what's interesting about it is it points to a date, a specific date, September 13th and 14th, uh, 1972. That's the day after I was born. Fuck, it is all about me. <laughs> interesting. But oh, shit. It, so it's a teletype <laughs> message, uh, and it talks about, literally, the Munich massacre, actually. This is something I'm very intimately aware of, because this is when the Black September group, this is a bunch of Palestinian terrorists, hold the Israeli Olympic team hostage and even killed many of them. I think it was, I don't know if it was all of them, but uh, but that, that's what the papers, every single paper that shows up that I could pause on talks about this. It's a very interesting thing. So now I'm wondering, of course, it doesn't mean anything probably, but what does that date mean? Because we keep seeing dates pre-apocalypse for some reason that are coming up now. Like, so we got that 2001 date from uh, the Project Votus from Walking Dead World Beyond. And so we figured out, okay, this maybe has been going on for way longer than we thought. 
eventually, I feel like, again, I'm going to say this out loud. I don't know if this is going to make the episode, but I feel like we need to talk about the post credit scene in a whole other separate episode because of this, <laughs> because of what we find out from Project Votus and that the events that happen, could they have been post-apocalyptic? I guess it would be post-apocalyptic because Dr. Jenner comes up and he's still alive post-apocalypse. So, but could this all have all been going on longer? Now, could it have been going on since 72? I don't think so, but... So what is what does that have to do with Padre? What does the 1972 uh, Munich massacre have to do with Padre? I don't know. Karma initiative. <laughs> There's a sub involved. There is a, a sub involved. Yeah, right. Polar bear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, what's the deal? All the pages have have everything so to do the with pages, that. Pages. The pages. All the pages were about the Munich massacre. Yeah, or it, about well, the dates. No, they're about the Munich massacre. All of them. They're talking about the FAA records. Uh, the FAA was the Newark Airport. Uh, it, it's it's basically dictating what happened. Uh, Logan, Logan International. Yeah, so it's talking about this Munich massacre. It's and it, these are supposed to be classified papers on you know the last paper talks about the FDI, FBI involvement on November fourth, nineteen seventy two. So yeah, I I don't know what to expect. There are certain numbers that are circled in, the, but I don't think they lead up to anything important. At all, I think it could be a coded message. Maybe all these papers are from the past and they have like, you have to kind of have a cipher to kind of pick out the words to, to maybe find out where Padre Island or not Padre Island, but Padre is located. Yeah, there's so many things upon second watch that like make a little bit more sense. Like even like the in light of Arno stripping the dead is why Alicia puts the white paint on the senator. It's like, okay, even if Arno happens to be alive and gets this walker, we'll know where that walker is, essentially. But then why wouldn't why wouldn't Arno just put the walker down? That's the other confusing thing, right? Isn't it? Why doesn't Arno put the walkers down? Is he a whisperer? What's going, what's going on? Why is he so opposed to not bringing people back to the earth, right? Not not making the walker mulch, you know, part of the earth, you know? Oh, like he, to the earth. like he at some point, like completely abandoned Teddy's ideas. And then thought of some completely wildly different ones. I was like, I want all the things. Bring me all the stuff and things. And so everybody started gathering things from the walkers. <laughs> but then like, but then like, okay, then why not put this center? I'm assuming he would find it. Why wouldn't he put, why wouldn't he put all walkers down? Like too, like to that point, just to confuse people, to have too many in the ether, like, you know, like just to have them around. I know. Cause there's still a threat even sense. to him. So I don't know. I yeah, have no idea no. why you would want to keep them alive. It makes no sense. Yeah. I don't know. I'd figure you'd, you'd want as many as possible. I guess maybe he wants them in her way. I, I don't know. Take her down. Fuck that girl. You know, he's putting himself. <laughs> he's putting himself and everyone around him at risk too. Just, just to spite Alicia. That's okay. That's that is good. I can accept that because that would be a good narrative comparison, right? Like, talk about what you're willing to put yourself through in order to reach the promised land mm. or well, get back at someone. Care about losing people because he was like, "Yeah, we lost the ones that were stuffing the radioactive pieces in the walkers. Mm -hmm. They all died. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. Yeah, love it." He cares to a point. He's like, okay, well, I can't kill all of them. We need some people to live in the tower. But then he stops at like, okay, we figured it out. Okay, some of these. Okay, so this is also something I wanted to get to after a week of really, really thinking about this. Because I thought about this immediately when the episode was over. But I, I, I had time to sort of digest it. It doesn't make sense that this is the case. But I thought that Grace had found a few of these three, at least, walkers already. And sent them towards Morgan, right? Because essentially... Why this makes sense is because we see 
Victor bothering to send rangers after Morgan to take him down. Why it doesn't make sense is how quickly these walkers were able to mobilize themselves to follow uh, Morgan to wherever he was going to make sure that he dies. Or, and to, to the point where it would make sense that Morgan is heading back to the sub. And so why not send these walkers after Morgan to take down the sub? I need your thoughts on this. You could tell me I'm wrong and I'm fully... <laughs> Okay with that. I'm so fully okay with that. But there was that part of me that's like, oh, these walkers happen to be all radioactive walkers, happen to be following Morgan at the time. That is not a coincidence, is it? Are they following Morgan? Because it's hard to, from what I saw, and again, and I could be totally wrong too, <laughs> The camp, it's kind of hard to tell where we are in Alicia's little camp. Sherry and Dwight walk up with Morgan, and then he walks over to Alicia's tent, and then they're standing there. It seemed to me like, like they had come in on one side and then crossed over to the other side where Alicia's tent was, and then they see, or they hear about the walkers, and I don't really, I can't really tell which direction they come from. I didn't, okay, my, my whole point to this is, I didn't think those walkers were following morgan it looked like they came from a completely different direction to me but and there were horses and all kinds of noise at the camp they could have been drawn by anything not just following Morgan. yeah it's it's so there's a couple of things here wouldn't they have to be coming from morgan's direction because that's where they were located originally right well we saw at near strands tower we saw some of them there it doesn't mean that was all of them that they had made no, no, but Maybe. the fact that they're even there's even more than one. It, it, it happens to be three walkers with nuclear bombs in their bellies. That ha- this is the thing that drives me crazy because that is a real okay. One is something. Two is like, but three, three of these walkers. That's when your mind kind of goes, "What is? What is? Come on, really?" So what are you saying that they remember Morgan? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying. Is it possible that of th- Grace got lucky, let's say, really quickly and found three walkers and and Victor immediately sent them after uh, sent them in Morgan's general direction. Grace to find him. Grace found the walkers. Right, because that was her job. Her job is to find these radi- irradiated walkers so that they don't go off near Strand's that tower. Was like a couple of hours later, I don't think. I, I know. I, I listen. I understand. <laughs> right, but it just seems very, very weird. Right? Doesn't it seem very weird that out of all the walkers that could have come from Victor's moat, that those three happened to followed Morgan? Generally speaking, because that's where they came from. They came from Strand's moat, from the catapult that kind of blew up or whatever one of them would have been fine it is weird they could have just done one it is weird that is i mean this is that was my immediately thought because like oh i'm stupid though that was like hours later how could grace have been that quick maybe she could have been i don't know i mean it definitely felt like someone sent them to the camp but i i it never crossed my mind that that they were following morgan or that morgan was the target i guess or that victor is willfully doing but it makes sense only in as much, and again, I'm refuting myself saying, okay, that seems quick. What is the timeline? What happened here? How did this, you know, how did this all go down? Why don't you think it's Arno? Why don't you think Arno sent them? Oh, because I, I keep thinking that Arno might be dead. Oh. I know I, what I, I said what I said, oh, okay. but I keep thinking Arno might be dead and out of the picture at this point. Okay. But I also think that when we see the end of this episode, or not 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 even the end, like midway into this episode, Victor's going after Morgan actively. He's like, oh, you tried to kill me in my house? <laughs> Like you're going down. And so I thought, okay, oh, well, if the irradiated walker didn't kill him and the rangers saw he wasn't dead, they're like, oh, well, he must be alive. We're going to continue to go after him. Let me even give myself more cover for my dumb thought. It's very possible that maybe they didn't need to grace to find, because it was a lot of walkers with radioactive nuclear bombs in their bellies or whatever, nuclear dirty bombs. (laughs) 
So it could have been like, there could have been just three that were clustered together that they found immediately. And they were like, yep, let's send those after Morgan, right? You know, out of many that could have been scattered everywhere, they may have found the three that were clustered together because they were, you know, generally walking off in a general direction. So maybe they found them right away and then sent them after Morgan. So I'm starting to think now, and it makes a lot more sense that Victor is responsible for this. He, I don't think Victor accounted for the fact that Morgan would actually find Alicia. And I think Victor expresses that. He's like, uh, uh, are you okay, Alicia? Uh, uh, you know, and then she gets bitten. He goes, uh, uh, just go away. Okay, I'll go away, Victor. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going. All right. Uh, and then he, <laughs> then he comes back and he's like, hey, you tricked me. <laughs> Whatever. I don't like that, even though I'm okay with that. You're Alicia, apparently, so. I just want to say the way he delivered the line when he was standing over the senator and he was talking, he's like, uh, who's this? Who's the way this? he said that was so great. It's like my favorite part of the episode. Because uh, he says it sort of like... <laughs> it's just a continuation of the sentence. And then it went over there and who's then who's this? this? Yeah, exactly. He just kind of stopped <laughs> himself it. for a I second. Loved I loved it. Oh, man. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your train of thought. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that, that's that fine. It, it, it goes hand in hand with the absurdity. I'm not saying it's stupid. I'm just saying that, that I attribute some of the things that happened in this episode as more of a deliberate action rather than simple coincidence. Because it, it's starting to not make sense to me. The more, And I need you guys to bounce this off of to kind of make more sense out of this. I'm, I'm not committed to this theory, but at the same time, I... It just doesn't make sense otherwise. It the timeline doesn't make sense, but now that I'm drilling down on it, no, Strand <laughs> Strand wanted a dirty bomb. Morgan. I mean, right? Are, can we maybe agree now at this point? It's, I can't believe I I, I I honestly wanted you guys to fight me on this. Because like I sound crazy, but at the same time, it's like this uh, doesn't make sense. I don't know. I'm still not convinced that the that they were following Morgan. I I feel like they came from the opposite direction. They came from like over a hill, and that's not the direction. Yeah, Morgan came from. The, again, a detail that you find out when you actually pay attention more to the episode from all the shock. You know, three walkers blowing up in the last episode. Dwight says over the hill, there's like a hundred walkers. Mm-hmm. And so, so maybe this actually even further proves my point. What if Victor just said, let's turn the, uh, the lighthouse thing off a little while and throw a couple of fireworks in Morgan's general direction. So those three walkers could have been peeled off from a greater portion of Victor's moat that he could just definitely get back again once he turns the light back yeah, on. Yeah, I, I, that makes but, more sense. Like so just then, sort of sending the herd off as a whole. In that general direction. Yeah, I, that, I, I would, could agree more with that, yeah. Thank God for this show. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now. Because I felt crazy thinking this. Like, literally, at the end of the portrait, I'm like, should I talk about this? Like, It felt crazy pants. I'm like, I don't know. I don't be that guy. (laughs) But now I'm like, no, fuck that. Because this episode makes it a little bit more clear, considering, oh, he's really going after him. I will say this much. I'm a little bit disappointed, but not. Because Victor Victor hasn't shown himself to be, by way of evidence, uh, as, as a capable marksman. But, like, I'm almost disappointed that he missed Morgan <laughs> when he was shooting at him before he jumps off the cliff. Yeah. Not because I want Morgan to die. Let me make that clear. Obviously, it's me. <laughs> but, like, it's almost as like, he's right, he's right there. <laughs> Just like, clear shot. How do you it's, miss? He, he, Morgan took a minute to bend his knees to jump <laughs> off the cliff. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right? And then he jumps in the air. <laughs> and then he doesn't, like, fall. He doesn't, like, he doesn't go, floop. No, he jumps. Yep. <laughs> So maybe um, Victor's next for the CRM. He'll be quickly <laughs> by the CRM. Or at least he's, he's next in line for the reclamation team. Yep. Yep. 
He's just who they've been looking for. Now, I'm glad I said, disclaimer, we don't know Victor to be a proficient killer. I mean, he did some fancy shit in that first episode, I gotta admit, in terms of the sword. But in terms of being a marksman, eh, and he's, it's not a long gun, it's a pistol. Pistols aren't known for accuracy. He was a kind of a distance away, and he was a moving target, sort of, even though he jumped in the air. Perfect time to shoot, right? He's like, right, boom, done. Can't zigzag in the air. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't block in the air. We learned that from Street Fighter. Oh, wait, until the Street Fighter 3. Anyway, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you can. Of the people that Alicia tries to protect, tries to do this thing, this noble thing of finding Padre, all these people pinning their hopes on Alicia, it's kind of like the Dell Diamond all over again. All these people were depending on Madison to kind of bring back the old way of life, farming and stuff like that, or Madison's hammer building that framework for Charlie to sleep in that room and whatever, you know? And then what what happened at the end, you know? Same thing. I mean, Alicia's personal people dwindled down all the way to... It started out at 31. They killed the two two people who had... I'm getting to a bigger point. (laughs) They they killed the two people who came back who looked like the knights from, uh, from... Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I think you had said that, right, Sharon D? Or somebody yeah, I said, said that. that about the picture. Of, that was about the picture that um, Fear. Uh, it was in the in the trailer, and there was a shot of Sarah and I think Lucy, and then there was somebody in between them, and it looked like a knight from Monty Python. <laughs> but Mo commented on it, and it's the rabbi. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that was the other thing. Okay, okay. But then I noticed the two people that were on patrol of Alicia. Yeah. They also kind of yeah. looked like knights. Me. Yeah. <laughs> that's who say me right so 31 turns into 29 and mickey is the 29th and she had run off now that's the point i wanted to get to i had joked in the uh, in the reaction video that they, they couldn't pay you should tyler no so that's why she's not in the episode but in the episode it's, <laughs> itself dwight says out loud <laughs> he says uh mickey ran off when she found out that alicia was following the senator to find out where padre was and this after trying to find Padre herself all this time before she finds out her husband died. So therefore, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mickey thinks Alicia's cuckoo bananas. And she said, fuck this, I'm gone. I'm out of here. That's not <laughs> insignificant. That's like, you lost the whole character because your cuckoo bananas pants wants to find this Padre so much that it has to follow Walker. <laughs> Very interesting. So, and, and not just any character. I mean, it was Aisha Tyler. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. So the question is begged, uh, will we ever see her again it, because of this offense to her character's nature? It's, is it possible? Will it happen? It, it feels like they, they wanted to, either they wanted to get rid of this character so badly, but they, they did it in such a way that was just kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, again, I bring this up sometimes, but it's like kind of Kirk going to another planet and boning this other alien chick, and then we just don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> That's just the way things go. <laughs> that doesn't happen on these Fear the, on these Walking Dead shows, though. Like, there's, we don't get rid of a character until they, they're in the Earth, more or less. You know, or walking around fighting people. Yeah. So. I think Heath might disagree with you. Heath is dead. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm very offended. <laughs> Portland, Portland, Portland. <laughs> uh, it's inside joke. Is it? I don't know. Portland, Portland, Portland. Yeah, exactly. Right. Isn't that funny? 
that we have that now. I want to see Aisha Tyler again. I'm now I'm just not convinced that she'll show up. Like, well, I mean, I feel like she could come back because they didn't kill her off. Maybe that that's a good sign. They mm-hmm. they didn't take the steps of actually killing her character off. So there's always the back. So like schedule but, permitting. I mean, you know, she has other stuff to do. Maybe she just doesn't have time to be a series regular. You know. I think that's what kills me the most is that like they made her a dark horse. They could have just said, oh, I got to find my own way. You know, like just like freak of the week kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> Well, but they left it open so she could come back at any time. Oh, mm. I joined you guys this time. So. Which yeah, is oh, cool because yeah. I like Alicia Tyler. Oh, I wanted to come back. Maybe she'll find Padre Oh, Alicia's first. dying? Okay, I'll come back. <laughs> oh, somebody killed the Senator Walker? All right, I'll come back. All right, yeah. Seems less dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she'll find Padre uh, I first. Just that was, I just, I just like that they. Yeah, well, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> I just like the fact that like they, they almost made it not a big deal. Like it would have been better if they would have not said anything. Now it's just bothering me that it's in the air. That like, and, and they're like, ah, not, not a big deal. But she thinks Alicia's crazy. Anyway, let's move on. What? We just, we just lost the whole character. <laughs> well, she knows from experience what it's like to be obsessed with trying to find Padre, and she doesn't want to go back down that road again. Fair enough. Okay, that squares it a little bit better for me. <laughs> also, it's just crazy. I'm not denying that, but... Like, I'm turning this over to, to you, Rage. Like, it must be weird to see this character go through all of this in this episode, though, too. Like, that's your girl, as you've said before. Like, how does this make, how does this all make you feel about Alicia now that you've seen this whole episode, though? Because I can easily see somebody like you, let's say, like you. I don't know about you, but we're going to find out in a second. Feeling the way you do about Alicia and then seeing this episode and being like, I can easily see somebody be like, what is happening? Are they ruining my girl? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's always a fear of that. And when I saw the arm, I don't know, my first reaction was like, oh, that's so badass. And then I'm like, shit, like. She's going to have to lug this thing around the rest for for as long as she's on the season, like the series for. I'm like, that's, uh, is it going to get? And then it makes you think of how long she's going to be on the series right. for. Right. And too. then I start worrying about that, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, seeing how she is right now and the state of mind she's in just makes me feel really bad for her. I mean, clearly she's losing her shit. She's going crazy. Like, she hasn't slept. She hasn't eaten. Like, she's following walkers around. Like, she's not in her right mind. So it makes me feel bad for her. I do hope she gets her head back on straight and we get to see the real badass Alicia again, you know, in her right mind, not deliriously following walkers through the woods. Like, that's just, it's sad to see her like that. Yeah. So you're not at the point where, well, what is this bullshit they're doing to Alicia's character? Not yet. So you're not there not yet. yet. No. Not yet. But I know that this I, is the worry. I, yeah. We're, we're at, we're at like this point now where we could go this way and save the character or they could keep going down this other path and that wouldn't be good. This is something we talked about sort of last year, uh, around the time where we're talking about episode 100, the five part special. The question was raised whether could the show ever get rid of Alicia Clark, right? And now that we know Madison is coming back, I feel like maybe we have that answer now, possibly. And this, we're not talking, again, we're not talking about this now. We have a live stream scheduled for us to talk about that part. But like, it kind of brings up the question, even though you could could be like, no, they'll figure out a way. Do you feel at this point that they may actually get rid of her? Like, because we know how relentless this virus is. Like, there is no cure. There's never going to be a cure. So... What are, what is the limits to this show's relentlessness when it comes to this virus? Is there a limit? And so it makes you wonder, do you feel maybe that she may be uh, on her way out? 
I mean, if she di- if she dies, I don't think it's going to be because of whatever's going on inside of her. I don't know what the hell's going on. Inside of her. Did nobody tell her? Like, did, did she forget that we're all infected? Like, we all have this virus inside of us. So why are you panicking right now? I don't understand. And and she's been going through this for what did we figure out? Oh, like over two months now. It's over. It's two been months, seven because it was sixty nine yeah. days in the when the Dory's left. Yeah. So for over two months now, she's been feeling this way if she was gonna die wouldn't she have died already don't you think she's still fighting she's still doing what she needs to do but she hasn't eaten she hasn't slept i think those things would take more of a toll on her than i think that's what is making her feel like shit not whatever virus she thinks is swimming around well i I take her word for it that like okay if if she's been feeling this way whether she's eaten or not for this long she kind of knows i mean but more to the point it's it kind of reminds me of house have you guys watched house so of course early 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 seasons okay but you you understand the premise that he's this way because he's in constant pain from from his leg injury so i I remember the one day they actually relieved him of that pain and he actually turned out to be an okay (laughs) guy so, but that's the thing. And I should have researched this a little bit more, a little bit more, like in the time that I took off to kind of be myself. But like, it may, it does make me think of that. Like, what does it do to somebody to live like this for so long, to be this ill or in pain for so long or fighting this fight against this, what could be the, the, the virus? Because we all know one thing. We don't know how it works necessarily, but we do know that once you get bit, even if you are infected, when you are bit by a walker, you will get a fever and die from whatever is in the saliva or whatever it is or if you don't take care of it soon enough yeah yeah Yeah, by lopping it off actually had this other funny thought but i won't even get into it yet okay fine what if in in world beyond or sometime after world beyond they figure out a way to not make it so you have to amputate your your arm and be like sorry elton sorry alicia (laughs) (laughs) too late it was the dumbest thought like especially after seeing the bony arm i'm like she's crazy (laughs) anyway so but being in pain for that long yeah what would that do to somebody's mind like i mean look at what it did look at what a simple fever did to gabriel's eye you know so so you know what you think about it and well and funny enough the callback to what makes you sick what could make you sick was what happened to gabriel in season eight you know oh the guts trick worked but Uh. (laughs) gabriel got sick and almost died so i kind of like the juxtaposition but that kind of goes to the point like okay well i guess it is possible to reverse but what's the cost is it an eye is it a what what is it what is it going to be and she's been sick for so long not like gabriel gabriel got better came out of it and this within that two week time frame of all out war too so this is two months this is a lot longer so what does either being in and out of fevers do to somebody for so long right if she you know could have like i don't know stayed still and kept hydrating maybe she would be better by now <laughs> maybe she just needs a brisk I mean, jog <laughs> people who get malaria have fevers i mean they they recur all the time and they survive but at what malaria recurs. what cost <laughs> yeah but I, some people actually to that point by the way some people who do have it and it those people who do have it longer and the fevers persist, they do have permanent permanent cognitive disability or to some extent. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's rare because we have the quinine. actually <laughs> quinine and hydroxychloroquine, by the way. So um, masks on, everybody. Masks on. And I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. I feel like they could get rid of her in light of Madison's return. Ugh. Yeah, I'm worried about that I don't too. Know. I am worried about that. I could see them killing Alicia off, especially now that... Mm-hmm. Hey, Madison fans, that's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the other cost of, of what I wanted to talk about. We're not going to talk about it now. We'll, we'll extend that thought later. I'm not mentally like, yeah, prepared for that. Yeah, be careful what that. you wish for. Yeah. And it would... So 
this goes to the greater criticism of these shows is that, oh, they're not prepared to do, you know, crazy things that they used to do in seasons one, two, and three, blah, whatever. Um, like, okay, for example, okay, they stopped short of taking Rick's arm too. And this is the reason, I mean, you're seeing it happen now. This is the reason why they didn't do it. And Kirkman's like, I'm so glad we didn't get rid of Rick's arm because that's all everybody would think about. <laughs> arm, arm gone. Arm gone. <laughs> Let's and now we're doing the same thing to Alicia. And look, you can get away with it on the Walking Dead World Beyond. We're not seeing Elton anymore, <laughs> at least as far as we can tell. We're not seeing Elton anymore. But we may see a lot of Alicia. Or are we? Well, oh. I feel I feel like they'll cover it up like they did at the beginning of the episode. They'll have her covered up with a cloak or long sleeve shirt. I don't I don't think that's gonna really color people's perception too much if they keep covered up. And they don't keep referring to it, you know? Yeah, and they've all made it clear that <laughs> The showrunners make it clear they don't think they don't care what anybody thinks. So no. unless it's Madison and then they do. I don't, I don't know. There's like little things too, like the signs on the wall in mm. the bunker, mm -hmm. one of which is sacrifice for, for the greater the, good. Yeah. And there, there's another one in actually in the senator's room. Uh huh. I could I saw it too, but I don't think I could I couldn't read it. The future is you. Ah. Same font, too. Mm. So, which is also the same font that's on the Padre thing, which tells me, oh, that's significant. So what does that mean? Uh, and again, these are all slogans from before. What people thought life could be like before the future is you. And people said it to say it. They don't really mean it. <laughs> Senator doesn't believe that. Although he's a Democrat, so no, I'm kidding. But anyway. You remind sorry. me of the signs in um, Kublik's apartment. The, um, the propaganda the posters. Propaganda posters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ration to ration food and all that stuff and canned food and yeah. Send a salami to your boy in the army. <laughs> that That is not one of the posters <laughs> in Kublik's room. This was England after all. They're classier. What's, what yeah, they're what is salami? There. They're called bangers there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even better. Send your send, send a banger to your boy in the hangar. <laughs> there you go. Send a banger to your boy in the rangers. <laughs> 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 oh boy jasmine's gonna correct me on this i'm sure she was born after 9 11 she's not going to, <laughs> she's not gonna correct you on anything but it does make you think like what the first thing especially like sacrifice for the greater good right like we've and we've heard this on the walking dead world beyond the greater good which it could be subliminally what alicia's going through like she feels like she has to sacrifice herself to protect everybody else kill me if i have a fever sure but then other things like the future is you is fucking with her head. Like, okay, oh, I have to find Padre. I have to be Morgan. <laughs> Guys get in my head. I, I just, I wonder what, where they're going with this though, too. Like if, if this all out war is going to persist here. I mean, we saw the, they had their own lineup scene in season six uh, with Ginny's lineup. There's, there's echoes here that are referring to the Walking Dead, the events of the Walking Dead. And of course, it's not going to turn out like that, but. I don't know what war with your friends would look like. It doesn't surprise us on the one hand, right? Because it feels like as natural as gravity that this could happen. But at the same time, when you really think about it, right? It just, I know I've said this already, but I just don't know how they could do this and make it. Because you're, you're asking Alicia and her people, the 28 that are left, wait, two minutes, yeah, 28 that are left to fight against strands, 200 strong so far people. Which, okay, some capable rangers, sure, and a bunch of old people and yogis, okay? So, and are they going to fight for Strand, right? We're talking about, one of the things that we said was that a lot of the people in Strand's tower are people that Strand, that, that would have to be dependent upon Strand, right? Like, these aren't capable, useful people. I've heard some people say, oh, Strand only lets in useful. Did you see how many useful people he 
turned down. He wants people that, that, that depend on him, that suckle on his teat. So, I mean, it's not even a fair fight. They've got a couple of rangers at best, maybe a handful. But then you have all these culty people that would follow Alicia to the ends of the earth. It's not a fair fight. And they're hungry, so they're desperate. And so they're going to be sharper. We had our own experience with this 150 years ago, didn't we? Brother against brother, friend mm. against friend. Mm. Civil War? Mmm. Mm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And for what, right? Mm. It's like the shelter all over again, like the Twilight Zone episode. And yet, there's more than enough room for everybody. And yet, it's all for ambition or all for personal mm, rivalry, let's say. We're simplifying it to an nth degree, but... I wonder what taking the tower from Strand looks like to Alicia. Like, is she does she want to go in there and just kill everybody and then move in her friends? Because that's a lot of innocent people. Or is it just right. going to be yeah, taking out Strand? And well, that's kind of what I mean. How desperate is Alicia to supplant Strand, right? Mm -hmm. Is she willing to kill all these people? How far is she willing to go? I mean, I would think that most of the people in the tower, as long as they're fed and safe, they don't give a shit who's leading. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. But then what, how hard are they going to fight for Strand? Like, I mean, that, well, that's, that's the thing. But it's, but it's Strand. So he'll spin it. In, so he'll spin it in a way that this, this, this mean, horrible woman's coming to steal your home and we have to defend our home. And this is, you know, this is everything that, that we've worked for. And now all of a sudden it'll be a group effort and he'll, you know, convince them that they have to defend their home. And he's not, they're not fighting or, for him. They're fighting for the tower. The tower. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the greater good. Yeah. And I can e easily see a world in which, because look, there are old people there too, right? So he may pose the question, like, anybody who wants to keep this tower must fight for the tower or leave. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know? Well, would it, and so that, do you that, think he would that, kick them out, though? Because, well, if he kicks them out, they have the potential of joining the other side. Don't you think he'd just kill them? Or, or not. Like, I mean, I think these the people that he's con conned, the people that he's gotten to join in in his tower, some of them don't feel, it doesn't look like they're capable fighters. Like, you know, the, the old people with the pretzels saying. and the checkers. Ejects them from the fight, you know, do for me or you get kicked out of the tower and they don't have anywhere else to go. So who are they going to go to? The first person that offers them a mm -hmm. place to stay, which would also be a really good way for Strand to get a spy in there. Yeah. Like, mm. hey, go tell them I kicked you out and they'll let you in because that's what Morgan that's would what do. That's what they'll do. Because that's what you get. Buddy yeah. in. I think more to the point is like what, what people like Sarah would do, Charlie, you know, what would they do? I mean, even Charlie and Victor got along at some point together, like in spite of everything. Mm -hmm. So it just seems odd or, or bizarre to see these people who are trying to convoy together now fighting against one another, drawing lines based on what? And then where does that exciting. put Wendell too? I mean, John Dory Sr. fighting against like his son's best friend. It's just... And then June, right? I think June would have the most objection to all this. Too. It's just it's hard for me to think about. I mean, of course, June is a terribly capable fighter. It's like where if she was to ask to defend the tower, how hard would she? And and against Alicia? Oh my God! I mean, we're back in season four all over again, except she's going after her. And then Madison comes in and stops the whole thing. <laughs> oh my God! That's what you get. Yeah, yeah, that's what you get. <laughs> It is hard to wrap one's mind around, right? It, it, it is, I mean, I'm, look, I see what you're saying, Sharon D. I am a little excited too. But on the one hand, I'm like, it's kind of like, okay, do you know when people ask, like, I want Clear Morgan back. Do you? <laughs> That's kind of the same thing. Like, do you want Clear Morgan? Do you want mentally deranged, uh, traumatized Morgan to show up again? No. I, I'm a good person. Well, I, mean, it, I don't it want depends, such things. I mean, honestly, it depends on the context of how he got there. True. 
but we you do know, know how this happened. I mean, we we know how we got here, and and now I'm like, oh, do I want to see brother against brother? That was the big takeaway of the Civil War was the aftermath. You know, mm-hmm. seeing people come home from the front lines, battered, and, and sometimes not coming back home. Wives not seeing their husbands ever returned. Like tons and tons of women back in the South. You know, like like oh, our husbands never came back, and that's the thing. It's like when you see this and you see what it's for, why why we're getting into all this. Like, oh, we're seeing people that we we saw were friends in previous. Yeah. Oh, they're fighting they're fighting a war for the same reason most wars are fought um, yeah. two people have a fucking beef <laughs> a beef and they can't settle it so hey let's all kill each other instead <laughs> can't squash the beef <laughs> two two people's personal issues are gonna cause a bunch of shit for everybody else right and they get and everybody else gets caught in the in that vacuum a lot of people right? are in gonna that, die in that gravitational pull <laughs> Oh, man. It's exciting, but it's also heart-rendering. That's why I can't seem to let this season go. It's like, oh, my God. We're, it's, I've, I've described this also in like this terms of, okay, when Star Trek introduced the Borg, we've painted ourselves into such a corner right now that now we have to paint ourselves out of the corner. And I, I, I'll say that's – I'd like to see if they can pull this off or how they intend to pull this off, too. I, I, I ask this mostly for you, Sharon D, because like I, there are times at which I, I'm reminded that you got into the show because, oh, I – Got into the show because John and June. This seems lovely, but now I almost have to ask you: like, is is this what you signed up for? <laughs> oh, I mean, look, I knew going into the Walking Dead universe that that people got killed and stuff. I mean, I knew all the spoilers and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, to be honest, when I watched Laura, because that was the first episode I watched, right. I was like, this this is a Walking Dead show. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> this is nothing like I expected. So, you know, I mean. And to, to me, like the big shock was the difference between Fear and The Walking Dead. When I watched Fear right. up through season five, and then I binged The Walking Dead, and I went back and I was like, "Oh my god, all these—it's so violent and gory." Because Fear isn't really like that, you know? right? It's definitely I, like that I'm now. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, we lost. You know, hey, part yeah, of the fun yeah. of a show is you want to feel what's going on. You want to feel excited about it, you know? Yeah. So I would like it when they do shit to shake stuff up. I, I'm not going to say I liked him killing John, but look at what it did. I right. mean, it just rejuvenated. Like, everybody was like, oh, my God, you know. So as much as I hated that happened, it was exciting anyway, if that right. makes sense. Right. No, it's kind of like what we were saying about, like, for lack of a better word, meaning coming out of that, like, something narratively blooming from that mm-hmm. demise, let's say. Yeah. Like, all this possibility. Well, I mean, look at all the look at all the fun and all the... <laughs> theories and plots that we've come up just just since then you know yeah i, I find so I mean, it's exciting to me i hate seeing i hate seeing people i love get killed off but then i remind myself it's not the real person <laughs> the real person is still here they're safe in an air-conditioned <laughs> it's, studio it's the character it's the character is gone. craft services yeah. is feeding them every day yeah sometimes barbecue it's okay <laughs> yeah that's true and uh, i mean to that point i mean i i really really enjoyed of the two episodes we got to see him in, Gus Halpert is like the MVP of both episodes, in my opinion. He really brought it. I mean, he, I really felt... Really I mean, and this is the only thing I think I wanted to bring up, was that him telling Alicia, I can't go up there, that struck me so hard. And it made me... And this is the thing I wanted to talk about from the in the beginning of this, of this discussion, was I see a lot of people talking about weak people, right? And how, you know, oh, weak people are full, like Will, right? <laughs> I mean, he was kind of like that person. He knew what he needed to be to allow Alicia to become who she needed to become to help everybody. So that was kind of cool. He kind of uh, fell on his own sword, went outside and said, okay, you need to be who you need to be. Fine. So he, he, he exceeded our expectations in that respect. But in the meantime, when we get to see him for the first time, he's like, I can't bring myself to go outside, blah, blah, blah. And then I thought to myself, isn't that mostly us? 
isn't that really mostly us? Us thinking we're like these badasses will do anything to survive. Sweet potatoes, potatoes. What's the difference, woman? Anyway, so old reference. When I saw him do that, it brought me back to the original question of like, okay, our people, our protagonists versus Will and what a common person would do versus our extra people. And like, you have to acknowledge that like the people that we follow, like Sarah Wendell and, and Victor and Alicia and Morgan, those people are extra. Those people are... I don't know, maybe they're sociopaths, whatever they are. But then when I look at people like Will, like that's us. He he did what we would be doing. I, I don't wanna go outside, I'm, I'm feel safe here. I just can't, he's crying, snot's coming out of his nose. It's, it's so good. And then it's literally said on the show. He says, "Maybe I'm the thing that reminds you of what of what what you were like before." And I, and it just I started clapping. I was like, "That's what we said on the Walking Dead World Beyond. You need walls. You need weak, quote unquote, weak people." And at this stage, and watching these shows for eleven years, maybe more, it, it dawns on me that like, okay, we're judging a lot of these characters harshly depending on who we're talking about. Like we keep saying that you know, oh, you're this far in the apocalypse, you don't get like, well, no, there's there's still people and. Every now and again, they get, they're reminded of them being people, like human beings that have civil civilization built into their DNA and forgiveness. And so when you see characters show a little bit of quote unquote weakness, I, I feel like we have to kind of get to this point where we're like not judging people harshly or like, it, it's like when we found out Carl got bit, right? Like say what you want, like walkers are dangerous. That we have to remind ourselves walkers are dangerous. That's reality. And I know that like whatever, whatever we say about Alicia in the tunnel and not getting the weapon and building a wall instead like Trump and then she <laughs> and then the walker bit her anyway <laughs> but like even some of those are good people <laughs> Alicia's good people right on both on both sides the there's senator and Alicia on both sides. Will was on the other side of another wall it's there's walls everywhere everybody come on we need walls what anyway so <laughs> I just I feel like sometimes I have to fall back and say okay I guess at any point when something goes off and a nuke goes off and a tunnel collapses on your head and you get scared and the walker's gonna come and I feel irrational fear and I don't know what's going on, I'm disoriented. Will, are you here? Can you save me? At some point I have to kind of resign myself to going, okay, let's be a little less judgmental and, and remember that there are people too somewhere in there in that tough, peanutty exterior. There's a person in there. I don't know. That's not much of a lesson. <laughs> But that's the best you've got. So with that, everybody, thank you for listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, head over to ratethispodcast.com slash walking dead. I haven't done this in a while. Give us five stars and eggplant. If that's what you feel like doing, if that's what you get. <laughs> uh, but if you like to write more, please do and do so. After every episode, it really, really does help the podcast grow. As we've seen lately, we have these little 2001 wrap-ups, the show at the end. It really, The numbers bear out. It's really, really nice. And hey, if you really, really want to join this journey and be a part of the family, head over to ko-fi.com slash squawkingdead and just follow us. Because when you do, you'll be in the know when we record an episode that you can join in on and comment in the real-time chat, lending your thoughts and insights as we continue. Uh, and at the very least, you can get the unedited, unabridged version of this episode, which is a pastoralization of the finished product. But, you know, it's, it's us at our worst. So why wouldn't you want to see that? It's spicy. And, uh, and if you feel inclined, you can tip us for 30 days of supportive ad content, the ability to be here, the ability to stream these unedited episodes, and much, much more. Or you can join a membership tier for as little as a dollar a month. It's not about the money. It's about you joining the family, you being a part of this thing that you love so much. 
we want you to be a part of it, but you just gotta, you gotta let us know. You gotta, you gotta give us a sign. <laughs> and that sign is money. I'm kidding. But that's, <laughs> that is a dollar a month. Um, no, it, it really, it, it just shows that you want to be a part of this. That, that's really all it is. I, I've even been toying with the idea lately of being like, well, why don't we let anybody who follows us join in the real-time chat? Sometimes I think that. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I, I don't mind that as much. If they're willing to go that far, maybe. I don't know. Thinking about it. As far as the unedited episodes go, well, if you missed the if you missed the discussion, well, that's your fault. <laughs> now the Walker tier can take over from there. I don't know. Something to think about. Anyway, I've been your host, David Cameo. Thank you for joining us. We've been joined by Cosmom09 Rachel Burt and Sharon D, aka Blazy Gardener. Take care, everybody. We'll see you in a couple of months. It was uh April, what was it again now? February. Well, for the, the Dead. for Fear of the Walking Dead. It was like oh, April, April 17th. April 17th, 2022. Fear of the Walking Dead returns. Well, that's that's when it officially returns. AMC Plus is actually April 10th. Right. A week earlier. If they're going to continue to do that, is that they say that? As, as I know, they didn't say. Oh, and one more thing. Uh, in the the brouhaha about Madison's return, uh, Fear of the Walking Dead has guaranteed a season 8 return. So, just so okay. everybody knows... So we'll be seeing you for that as well. Just in case you were wondering if this podcast had legs. <laughs> we have, we, you'll see us next year, too. Okay? Yeah. Uh, this, these ugly faces. <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, yeah, we'll be back shortly for episode 173 when we talk about the Walking Dead World. Sorry, the Walking Dead World Beyond series finale. So that's going to be interesting and fun. Get with tears. I was going to say, I don't know about fun, but it'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah. It'll definitely be interesting. Take care, everybody. We'll see you very soon. And take care of each other. We love you. And we'll be seeing you so soon for so many other things that we still have to get to. <laughs> Join us for that live stream. Madison's return. Oh, yeah, that one, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> it's exactly. Exactly. It's going to be great, guys. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to be It's gonna be a, what is that, a cage match <laughs> in wrestling? Not us. No, it's the people who are going to be coming into the chat. Be like, Madison's back. Fuck you, guys. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. Our discussion on Fear the Walking Dead's mid-season finale of season seven. Boy, what a ride. And thank you for uh, hanging in there so long and waiting to the end of this these credits because I just wanted to say we love you. Thank you for uh, hanging in there also the week that we were off, uh, giving us time to prep for these last few episodes uh, before we go, not on break necessarily, but we have a couple of live streams planned, uh, a couple of projects coming up, uh, mostly on uh, youtube.com slash squawkingdead, our YouTube channel. But uh, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, obviously you can head to ratethispodcast.com slash squawkingdead and rate us after every episode. It does make a difference. Uh, Spotify now has ratings as well. I don't think that's supported yet on ratethispodcast.com slash squawkingdead, but if you feel like rating us on Spotify and you are listening to us on Spotify, first of all, we appreciate it. Second of all, please do. It's new and it will seriously, seriously help this podcast grow in ways that you probably can't fathom at this point at <laughs> the stage of the game. Um, well, and to that end, speaking of people who make these episodes possible, we need to thank our Survivors Tier members for chipping in their support monthly 
uh, for helping us break down these episodes. Those people are as follows. Uh, Aliza Jones 71 on Instagram, Whispers UK on Instagram, and Jasmine.iac on Instagram. Uh, let's also talk about our Whispers tier members, our mid-tier. They get some cool stuff to play with, too. Uh, those would be Aiden underscore Atkin underscore on Instagram, at Tyler Philip Cox on both Instagram and Twitter. He has a YouTube channel called Let's Talk About the Dead, where he interviews uh, Walking Dead cast members. Uh, Judith.Morton on Instagram. And last but definitely not least, fanart underscore Lindy on Instagram. And she still has a Ko-fi account, ko-fi.com slash fanartlindy. In case you missed it at the beginning of this episode, I, well, actually, we didn't mention it in the audio podcast, but in the YouTube video, we mentioned that we had covered, we actually released just last night, the uh, Blazy Gardner's Walking Dead Universe Secret Santa special, and you can catch that on YouTube right now. Uh, it, It premiered last night. We had a ton of fun in the chat. We had cast members in the chat. You'll be able to see that actually yourself, the, uh, Peggy shot, uh, Mo Collins, uh, Alexa Nysonson, uh, and in that order, that's Tess on Fear the Walking Dead, uh, as well as Sarah Rabinowitz and Charlie. Uh, they were in the chat. They said hello, and they were kind enough to join along in the chat and uh, and and yuck it along with all of us. There was tons of people, so you can get that on uh, YouTube.com/slash Blazy Gardner. Uh, that's you know Blazy Gardner Sharendy. And uh, that was a, it was a very well done project. I, I love taking part in it. I, I did some of the editing, editing too, a little touch up, a little polish, a uh, little flipping videos and effects and, and transitions. It was, it was really great. Uh, I don't want to chew your ear off, but thank you so much for listening. Um, and as always, if you want to take part in these recordings, please, please, please just follow us on ko-fi.com slash squawkingdead. We are going to be opening up to the public who follow us, who don't back us, the ability for you to join in our recording sessions in the chat. Um, You don't have to support us to do that. You do if you want to get the unedited episode recordings. So that's a small minor thing, but you know, the most important thing is that you follow us. I think that's the most important um, thing. So with that, Stay tuned tomorrow for our breakdown of the Walking Dead World Beyond series finale. You will need to bring Kleenex. It will, it'll get you, it'll hit you before you know it. Take care, everybody, for now, and we'll see you very soon. I've been your host, David Cameo, by the way. I often forget this factor. And I was joined in this episode by Cosmomon09, Rachel Burt, and Sharon D obviously, a.k.a. Blazy Gardner, who I just mentioned a little earlier. Head to her YouTube channel. Hey, subscribe to her YouTube channel and enable all notifications. She does really cool projects and live streams. Take part in them. Anyway, take care, everybody. See you soon. <laughs>